Hello and welcome to Footy on the Med. I hope you're enjoying the new groovy music. This week, Alex travels to Antibes all by himself and manages to watch the game all by himself as well. Enjoy! Welcome to the 58th edition of Footy on the Med. Uh, this is a curious edition, this uh, 58th outing. Uh, not just because I'm on my own, that's happened before, but um, also because Footy on the Med didn't plan to be where I now find myself, of which more later. Um, but yes, yesterday, John uh, Young Trafford and myself, we were supposed to be going to our beloved Stadio Luigi Ferrari, St Genoa, to see Sampdoria draw one all with Brescia. Obviously we didn't know they were going to draw one all, but that's what the result was. This was yesterday's game. Uh, for various reasons, we couldn't get a ticket uh, and we decided not to drive the two and a half hours from Monton to Gen- Genoa on spec. Uh, I'm sure we would have got in, but we decided discretion was a better course of valour, perhaps a bit of laziness too, uh, so we stayed put in Monton. However, uh, Young Trafford then couldn't do anything else for the day, but John and I set off to see uh, Frégis Etoile play Aubagne, uh, a game in the Championnat National 2 about um, an hour and a half's drive away from Monton. But we set off and encountered a huge bouchon, that's a traffic jam, on the AH, the main auto route between Monton and uh, Frigius. Indeed, uh, the A8 links uh, Monton with uh, Dan de Marseille. So we lost heart and we turned back, not without stopping in the nice little town of Trinité and then in La Turbie for a coffee or two. But no football happened at all yesterday. Uh, today, I was going to go off to Italy myself, uh, possibly with Young Trafford. I knew John couldn't make it. And I was going to go and see Genoa women against Hellas Verona women in the pretty Italian seaside town of Aranzano, which is about half an hour to the west of Genoa. But I did not make it to the pretty Italian seaside town of Aranzano because in the morning I met my friend uh, Liz Roberts and we went to the Hanbury Gardens just over the uh, French border in Italy. Lovely, lovely spot. I highly recommend it. Uh, so I didn't make it to see Genoa women against Hellas Verona women. Uh, that's a game, by the way, in, that would have been in the Feminine uh, Serie B. Uh, Genoa's games are evidently at Aranzano. Uh, as I say, a lovely little seaside town. Well worth a visit it's, as well. So I didn't make it there because uh, Liz and I stayed too long in Hamry Gardens. And so I frantically searched for a game and I found one. And here I am in the pretty French seaside town of Antibes. Now, I've not been to Antibes before, so this was a nice outing for me to tick off this uh, place on the Riviera. Um, And I'm in or at a stadium which is very similar to that at which uh, Cagnier-le-Croix play. And uh, perhaps that's no surprise because I'm watching, or about to watch, FC Antibes play Cagnier-le-Croix. Uh, listeners to Footy on the Mobile will remember Canning Lacroix. We've seen them a couple of times. Um, uh, so I'm looking at a synthetic grass um, pitch. Um, no real seating anywhere, although I find myself perched uh, behind one of the goals in a sort of old amphitheatre. I don't actually know how old it is, uh, but it is in the shadow, in the lee of the ancient fort here, um, which is pretty old looking at it uh, as I sit. Uh, on the pitch, the teams are warming up. Uh, on team in uh, white shirts, blue shorts, blue socks. Canyon Lacroix in their familiar red shirts and black shorts, red socks. Um, 
Kanye, I have to say, John, uh, shout out to you, really, or to both of us, actually, because some of the Kanye uh, lads and some of the Antibes lads, in fact, the Antibes probably more so, don't look like they're in the uh, first flush of youth, and um, they also don't look particularly lean and mean, all of them. In fact, one or two of them uh, look like they are carrying a bit of timber, uh, which gives us hope. And maybe, maybe it's not too late for you and I. Maybe we might even grace this stadium with our fine skills one day. We have a hiatus. Uh, there is uh, one woman on a bench, one man on a bench, a woman on a bench with a buggy, and there's me. So that makes uh, four of us, I think, uh, waiting for this game. Uh, presuming, actually, there's someone in that buggy. That would be five. Um, I can't say this is um, sort of big on atmosphere, this particular fixture. Um, maybe a few ultras will turn up any minute now. Who knows? But anyway, given this hiatus, I'm going to have to point something out, which I hope the Monton town authorities will find useful. Uh, now, today, as I set off to get the train from Monton Garavan uh, station, which is just behind uh, my place in Monton, um, and it's on the avenue, um, or rather the Rue Webb Ellis. Now, we all know, or us Monton people, that that road is named after William Webb Ellis, the uh, supposed founder of the game of rugby, um, whose grave is at the top of the old town in Monton. Uh, as we also know, thanks to John and Young Trafford, who for one rugby-themed edition of Footy on the Mid, hiked all the way up to it and reported Graveside uh, on what they found, which was indeed the grave of uh, William Webb Ellis. Now, um, Webb Ellis, notice I keep saying the words Webb Ellis, because on the sign heralding uh, his road behind where I live in Monton, the road that leads up to the station and then on to Catherine, um, Avenue Catherine Mansfield, um, there's a misspelling. And um, Monton Town Authorities, you need to look at this, because you have described this uh, venerable individual as, um, the, uh, as being on the Rue Weeb. Ellis. Yes, Weeb Ellis. Um, that needs to be corrected, Monton Town people. The hiatus continues, but I can report on the um, arrival of two um, teenage girls who are dancing um, by the fort. Uh, I can also say that the fort is a 16th century fort. It was uh, built as a defensive installation, which in my view is what most forts should be. Um, the idea of a fort being an offensive installation seems a bit odd to me. Um, Although I wouldn't mind a fort being a neutral installation. But anyway, this one here, according to Wikipedia, is definitely in the defensive mode. I do hope this uh, game gets underway soon, otherwise this is going to be a weekend of um, no football, despite a uh, lot of different attempts to see some football. In fact, I'm slightly worrying that, have I got the time wrong? Am I um, here at the end of a game? Was I watching the players warm down, not warm up? Um, but anyway, uh, let me take the opportunity to tell you a little bit more about what I'm looking at here. If I look to the east, away from the fort, I can see uh, a chap swimming without a wetsuit. That's pretty hardcore because it's still pretty cold in the sea. I know that's my, myself because I swam yesterday. Uh, I can see snow-capped mountains in the distance. Uh, and I can see Nice as well. Um, wonderful views here. The Med looks absolutely fantastic. And um, this train journey, which I had not done before. I've obviously uh, got the train a few, a few times from Monton to Nice and back. But I hadn't come past Nice down to Antibes. Uh, and it's beautiful all the way, apart from the occasional tunnel, where of course you can't see a thing. But uh, generally, the uh, track hugs the coast, hugs the sea, and the Mediterranean shimmers. To use a nice little cliche, beneath you, it's a it's a lovely train ride. I'm pleased to say that a couple of players are now on the pitch. So with luck, uh, I have not got here after the game, but I've got here before the game. In fact, quite decidedly early. 
I was definitely disquieted a minute ago by um, the arrival of two young lads with a football behind the goal near where I'm perched. Um, and they looked up at me and uh, waved at me and one of them put a thumbs up sign to me. And then they both started cackling with laughter. Obviously, this is the reaction I get often in my life. Um, but I wonder what they were laughing at. Um, do they know something I don't? Should I not be here on this uh, semicircular amphitheatre structure looking at this game? Who knows? Uh, they've gone now and uh, they seem pretty benign and they were a lot smaller than me. And uh, I'm not very big, so that gives you an intre- any idea of how small they were. The teams are on the pitch. This game is going to start. It is happening. Um, so we're on to the SCORE acronym, our famous SCORE acronym. Uh, the S for SCORE stands for the stadium. I am at the Stade du Fort Carré. Uh, it is the home of FC Antibes. Its capacity is 4,000. Uh, interestingly, the stadium before the Second World War had a capacity of 15,000. Uh, it was one of the biggest stadia in southern France back then. Um, and it even hosted a World Cup game, a uh, quarter-final in fact, in the 1938 World Cup when Sweden beat Cuba 8-0. Uh, the O in score stands for opposition. I've already mentioned them. It's Canyon Lacroix today. Uh, the result, I think it's going to be 2-0 to Antibes. Why do I think that? No idea whatsoever. Um, exciting player to watch. Well, um, I don't know any of the players. And as ever, with lower league French football, and this when I say lower league, this is semi-pro, absolutely decidedly semi-pro. Um, and you can't find a single bit of info whatsoever anywhere online. Not even on the club's websites do you get any indication of who's who. So, I'm um, looking at the pitch now. I like the look of number four for on T. He's playing at the back simply because he looks like he's a bit chunky. And um, that gives me hope. So, number four for on T is my exciting player to watch. Game about to kick off. Uh, I don't want to sound uncharitable at all. Uh, but some of these players really are um, not very fit looking. We've also got the classic um, amateur football match um, problem which uh, I experienced many times in my illustrious amateur football career, of the who's going to be the linesman question. Uh, There appears to be an official referee, one official linesman, but someone else has been drafted in and he doesn't look too happy about it. Uh, I'm not totally sure he's um, actually meant to be the lino today. Anyway, we're about to kick off. Uh, Number five for Canyon Lacroix is um, probably the most overweight footballer I've seen for many a long year. Um, I can't believe the standard is going to be particularly amazing here, but as I said, I don't want to be uncharitable. It's always easy to stand and look at these things and um, always more difficult on the pitch. But um, as I say, we will uh, will see. On verra, as they say out here. John, we've just had a joie, a pu faire ça moment. A, uh, I could have done that. It was a cross from uh, Antibes, from a lad on the left wing for Antibes, who, um, again, is uh, definitely not very slim. Uh, but he didn't have, shift, didn't have shift, I tell you, he was rocketing down that wing. Um, he crossed the ball in, he got played back out again, another Antibes player. Then went to cross it, the keeper had come off his line, was on the edge of the six-yard box, proved to be not a cross um, and it was going in keeper had to back pedal and tip it over the bar but it was so definitely not at all a shot uh, so I think you could have done that on team on the attack here and they're looking pretty good actually so far in this game we're about eight to nine minutes in maybe ten uh, it's mostly on team so far um, still marveling at um, some of the uh, sizes of these players um tipped over the bar by the keeper again it's going to be another it's going to be a on corner that was a free kick swung in from the right hand side of the pitch here we go another on attack 
Well, just as I was marvelling at the size of some of the players today, uh, which is very sizes to me, and I shouldn't be doing it, um, serves me right, really, for making a schoolboy error. I've come down here on a very balmy uh, mid-February day here uh, on the Riviera, um, but I've done what I've done a couple of times before, and I have learnt my lesson in the past, because uh, John has always got this right, and I haven't. I've come down here in shorts and a T-shirt, because, of course, I left um, nice 18 degrees um, at lunchtime in Montau, now, as we uh, head to four o'clock in the afternoon, it's, it drops, the temperature drops, and I'm starting to get really cold. Serves me right for um, having a go at the uh, less than svelte uh, frames of some of these players out here. Uh, it's still 0 0. 1 0. 1-0, 1-0 to home side take the lead, thanks to um, some good play down the right hand wing by um, Athletic Looking Lad. Um, he cut in nicely, hit the ball, keeper saved it. Just uh, parried it, in fact, to an oncoming striker who just had an easiest of tap-ins. Um, I could have done that. John, you could have done that. Young Trafford, you could have done that. All the uh, lads of foot five could have done that. Everybody I've ever played football with could have done that. Um, that was the easiest goal we'll see here all afternoon, unless there's an even easier one. It's time for the three facts, um, or les trois vérités, as I believe they're called. Um, first up, let's do the away side. Uh, Canny Le Croix. Uh, John, fact one. In what year were they founded? And if you were here now, you would answer 1929. Uh, if I were to say to you, what's the capacity of their stadium? You would unhesitatingly say 1500 for fact two. And finally, if I were to ask you the name of their stadium, you would, without a flicker of hesitation or doubt or anything whatsoever, you would say the Stade Pierre Salvigo. Uh, and there you have your three facts for Canet Le Croix. The team from Canet Sumer some more of the three facts um three facts now pegged to the home side fc on tib um so fact one um they were initially known as olympique d'antibes fact two a bribery scandal in 1932 meant that they were renamed football club d'antibes um we're now watching them the uh, fc on tib um fact three Perhaps their headiest moment was in nineteen in the nineteen thirty two to thirty three season when they reached the quarterfinals of the Coupe de France. Uh, a couple of bonus facts um, which I've discovered um, because I'm so close to the Fort Carré. Um, the Fort Carré was used in the nineteen eighty three James Bond film Never Say Never Again. Uh, John, can you tell me on what novel was Never Say Never? Again, based. Uh, I can tell you what the answer is. The novel was Ian Fleming's Thunderball, uh, 1961. Uh, you probably know, because I think you're a James Bond fan, who starred in uh, Never Say Never Again. It was Sean Connery, um, along with a couple of other luminaries, such as Kim Basinger, Basinger, I've never known how you say her surname, uh, and Edward Fox, he of um, The Day of the Jackal fame. The Day of the Jackal, of course, one scene of which was filmed in Monton. Uh, another bonus fact, which was the James Bond film that also uh, was filmed in Monton, or at least a scene of which was filmed in Monton. Uh, over to you for a wishy on that one. Let's see if you uh, uh, can tell me the answer. Over and out on the three facts. The answer to Alex's Bond movie trivia question is never say never again. One all, dodgy defending, um, let Kanye through, um, terrible bit of defending actually, really, really uh, amateurish and um, using that word again, but what I'm watching is pretty familiar, um, to be absolutely honest, I think I played in this game um, a few years ago, a different version of it, 
on various pitches in England. Um, very bad bit of defending. Uh, let the Kanye striker in. His shot was pretty bad, but it crept past the keeper and went in. So one all. Um, just had a Antti player scythed to the ground. Um, number seven for um, Antti does look pretty useful. He's the right winger. He's swapped over to the left wing now. He's looking good. He is the exciting player to watch, actually, because um, he's actually got something about him. Uh, I like the look at him. Um, and I've also got a Bon Motson, which might well describe him, although I'm slightly worried that this isn't the correct French. Uh, un joueur excitant à regarder. Um, I'm slightly worried that that might mean that um, I'm finding him more exciting than just uh, as a football player, which is not my intention. But he is a good player, and he set up the first goal for SC on team, and he's now swapped to the left wing and looking useful over there as much as he was on the right wing earlier. Good lad, good player. Number seven for Antibes just hacked down. Um, seems to be the only way they can stop him at the moment. He's having a nice purple patch in this game. He's got a free kick uh, just outside the area. Well, actually, about five yards outside the area. Uh, two Antibes players are conferring. One of them is a silver fox, which again gives me hope. Um, you know, there you go. Silver Fox on the pitch. He's got to be plus 40, this chap. Um, and again, uh, I don't want to malign him because maybe he's not plus 40 at all. But yeah, I, I suppose, John, um, I wonder what you'd make of it here. I think we had a lot of moments that we could have both done here uh, in all senses of the word. And um, I think we're looking at possibly the lowest level. And that's got... Oh, it's got to go in. It's got to go in. Oh, no. Okay, keeper spilled it badly from that free kick for Kanye. Um, the referee has blown for an infringement, a foul on him from an oncoming uh, on T player. I didn't see it myself. I always favour the strikers, as you know. Uh, I think that was entirely fair enough, and it should have been tapped in for what would have been an even easier tap-in than the previous tap-in. Uh, but on T got the ball back again. Uh, number seven picked it up, tried to cross it in, intercepted by Kanye, and actually got a very speedy lad on their right wing who looked like he was going to run through everybody then, but in fact it's been cleared by Antibes and hoofed almost out of the stadium. Well, I now am freezing to death. It really has got cold and it's definitely not shorts and t-shirt. Well, what was I thinking? What I am thinking right now is across from the uh, stadium on which the action is taking place between FC Antibes and Canyon Le Croix, there is another pitch. It's a running track. Um, got a nice big track around a nice bit of greenery in the middle on which lots of people are playing football. And right here and now, I fancy going over to that running track and running around and around it to warm up or seeing if I can get a game with some of the lads playing a little bit of park football across the way from me because I am really cold and I need to warm up. A couple of shout-outs today um, as I wait for the players to come back onto the pitch for the second half and before I um, officially freeze to death and can no longer speak. Um, hello to uh, the Welshman known as London French. Good to hear from you today, Rory, as I was on the train on the way down here. Uh, you're much missed in these parts and I uh, hope to see you in Montan soon. Um, also to Piers the goalkeeper. Piers the goalkeeper, I hope you're well. Um, just saying hello to you mate because Kerno is calling. I'm looking forward to getting down to Cornwall in the next few weeks and I hope that uh, you and the lads can find room for a continental import who uh, still fancies he could play. Uh, and I'd probably I say this having watched this lot here today so far. Uh, and thinking that, um, yeah, I, I reckon I could manage 10 minutes out there. Uh, John, I think you could too. Um, waiting for the players to come onto the pitch for the second half. It is one all. Mercifully, it looks like this isn't going to be a 15-minute half-time break uh, because I'm so cold. Um, on team, certainly want to get on with it again, and they're um, taking up their positions. They're ready to go. Kanye uh, are not making any signs of movement so far. 
Uh, I've just realised there will be no Atletico Americo moments in this game because there are no Atletico Americos. Um, I've also just realised the two Linos, in fact, are both um, uh, members of their respective teams, as it were, which again, of course, um, we all know um, playing amateur football in the UK is a regular facet of the game. So um, that's the level we're at here today. Um, but having said all of that, which uh, I don't want to sound negative because uh, it's my fault that I'm cold. It's actually still a really beautiful day here. Um, very sunny. What a sur- what a place. What- surroundings are fantastic. Um, looking forward to stroll through the old town of Antibes after the game, if I am not uh, by that stage completely hypothermic. Uh, anyway, we're about to get going. The second half is about to start. Just going to practice a bit of my French because, um, John, we're on French radio um, tomorrow night. We are making our debuts, aren't we? Uh, both of us. Both of us speaking French. Um, and both of us will probably benefit from saying to Jean-Luc, the uh, radio presenter, uh, J'ai juste une petite raquette, pourriez-vous parler doucement? Mais s'il y a une urgence, il y a Eric, le traducteur. It's in, that penalty goes in, that's uh, FC Antibes are now 2-1 up, thanks to a well-taken penalty, hammered into the net, well played. And that looks like another goal, and it is, FC Antibes have now got their third, this game looks to be in the bag. And, um, talking about bags, what's this? Good grief, uh, that noise can only mean one thing, um, I'm here, the crowd has not swelled very much. Um, but it has increased, and I think over in the corner there is a stray little uh, gang of QPR fans, and um, they are celebrating a really important win away at Bristol City yesterday, when uh, Ilias Chair, fantastic player number ten for QPR, got a nice little goal. Some really good football play for QPR, and um, you know who knows this um, puts foot on the med in our obsession with Bruce Park Rangers Football Club. Well, you know we might just stay up. Let's hope we can. Uh, anyway, meanwhile, back to the action here. Hang on, the referee's blowing his whistle. It is FC on team three, Daniel Crow one. Yes, here we are. We're in um, Antibes, lovely French town, and um, it ends uh, 3-1. So it just remains for me to go through our famous fouls acronym as the, uh, the QPR gang over in the corner keep up the racket, which is uh, nice to hear. So uh, the final score, 3-1, I've just said it. Uh, the O of fouls for the outstanding player of the game, uh, Quel Joueur, I think it has to be the number seven for on TV. He was really good, fast, tricky, committed, uh, good player, always in the mix, uh, came close a couple of times. Uh, the U of fouls is for ultras. Well, the ultras here, let's be honest, there weren't any. Uh, and I might possibly have, um, might be a figment of my imagination that there's some QPR outbreak in the corner, I don't know. Uh, so the ultras, I'm going to give them a kind of nothing really. I'm not going to score them even at all. Uh, let's just say there weren't any. Finally, the location, well not quite finally, the location, uh, la location geographique. Um, well, lovely, you know, here on the Med, uh, really close to the water. It's got to be one of our contenders for ground closest to the sea. Um, the stadium, uh, Fort Carré. Uh, finally, socials, well, find us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and if you want to email us, it's uh, team at putyonthemed.com. See you next time, or as John would say, it's Arrivederci from him and Abiento from me.